this episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast is brought to you by C-Dick Run. Did you know that regularly changing your shoes helps prevent running injuries? With cross-country season and marathon season winding down, you've probably got a few too many miles on your trainers. C-Dick Run is here to help. With brands like Hoka, Brooks, New Balance, Mizuno, and so many more, you'll find that next shoe for the next many, many miles. That's C-Dick Run, located in downtown Grand Forks. We are always looking for new sponsors for the podcast, so if you or someone you know would like to sponsor an episode or a series of episodes, please reach out to us. We always joke that either you or someone you know probably has our phone number, but if not, you can email us at prairietfpodcast at gmail.com or shoot us a message on our social medias. On this episode of the podcast, Cam and I are joined by guest host Nate Peterson to make our predictions for the North Dakota High School State Cross Country Meet. We decided to make it more interesting by turning it into a game, kind of, sort of. For each class A and B, and for each gender, we wrote down our predictions for the team and individual champion and revealed our answers at the exact same time. There's a lot of great discussion around athletes to watch, teams that are gaining momentum at the right time, and some interesting prop bets that we came up with. Our intentions for this episode are to provide insight for the fans, to generate discussion, and to create some buzz for the state championships in a really positive way. We do not hope to weigh any athlete or any team down with expectations. So athletes, listen at your own risk. We are excited and proud of each athlete and team competing and can't wait to see what you guys do out on the course this weekend. Cam, Nate, and myself wish you the very best of luck. Thank you so much for your support. Be sure to tell your friends and follow us on social media. But enough about us. Let's dive into the Prairie Track and Field Podcast State Meet Preview. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rail. And I'm a guest host, Nate Peterson. Nate, you just keep extending this record of how many times you're on the podcast. We have never, have we ever had a repeat guest besides Nate? No. Well, I don't even think, I don't even think Nate's a guest anymore at this point. He's like our resident class B expert or something like that. Like he's a, he's a regular contributor to the podcast at this point. So we'll have to get you like an official title now, Nate. It, I mean, I love it. I mean, I remember Cameron, there was uh, back when I lived in North Dakota, we had talked about like, Oh, what if we formed a running club in North Dakota, but this is my way to stay connected even when I'm not there. Yeah, we, we, uh, we love having you on and you always bring a, a good perspective because you are, you know, living in Virginia. So you have to, the only way it's not that easy for you to keep up with it. So the only way you can is just pouring over results. So, uh, yeah, we're excited to hear. I'm excited to hear what your kind of predictions are and insights are for, uh, the state meet coming up this weekend. Uh, we talked about it in a previous episode, uh, but, uh, class B will be on Friday and class A will be on Saturday. So the first time that the class A and class B state meets will be held on two separate days, uh, at least in recent history. So, but they'll both be at the Jamestown, uh, course there that is not actually in Jamestown. It's outside of the city. 
um, but a good course. They've done a lot of work on it over the last couple of years. There's a couple of complaints, like the first couple of years that footing was bad and stuff, but uh, really kind of cool to have a, I, I'm pretty sure that's the, that is the host site going forward for a state cross country. Um, have, they like made it more, have they made it more spectator friendly? Because I remember when I was there the first year that they were like, Hey, we're going to make this a permanent thing. The whole first mile was back on the other side of these woods. And they were telling coaches like, Hey, you can't go across these woods to even get to the mile split. It, it hasn't, like you still have to run across like a really rough field to get to a lot of places on the course. Uh, so from that aspect, it hasn't improved. I think they allow coaches to go back if they get there in a reasonable amount of time. Uh, but no, the course is, uh, I think it's changed a little bit. Um, there's a hilly section over like the last K of the course. I think that was towards the beginning uh when they first ran it but yeah it's yeah not not the most spectator friendly uh but i love the idea of having it at the same place every year um easy to compare times year to year especially for coaches i'm sure that's nice where they can you know they have there's one constant you know there's hardly ever a constant in cross country whether it's the weather changing or course conditions uh so at least they can control one thing i guess well speaking of conditions um the weather so i see friday in jamestown i see high of 46 uh mostly sunny light wind increasing five to nine miles an hour in the morning that sounds perfect but uh saturday i see high of 47 with winds 10 to 20 gusting up to 26 so not as perfect on saturday but you know what? This reminds me so much of our state meet preview where we were talking about how the conditions weren't going to be super great. And we saw dudes absolutely throw down at the state meet. So I love, love the insight to the weather. It's hopefully going to be even better than what it was at the state meet track wise. But honestly, I don't think these guys and gals care. I think they're going to throw down either way. Yeah. Fun, fun little like prop bet. Uh, wind being the major contributing factor. Now the times from class A to class B uh, haven't been super similar, but do you think the class A or the class B will run faster, will have a faster winning time? I'm thinking, you know, especially with the wind that you were saying, Nate, it could be an equalizer. Uh, Like Ryan said, weather didn't stop the the guys during track season, but any, any thoughts? You know, I'm a little disappointed because I thought this prop bet was going to be wind over or under 12 miles per hour. Um, This one is not nearly as fun. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. That's why they, that's that's why I'm not in Vegas making the. (laughs) I, I would say for, for the boys, I would, I would feel pretty confident in saying class A is going to have a faster winning time because, um, I think there's just going to be a lot more competition in the front. Um, girls, I, I have no idea because when we talk about class B girls, I'm going to talk about like, there's just so many girls close to each other right now that who knows what's going to come out of that. Mm-hmm. Now, without giving too much away, I don't want to preview too much. Here's how this episode is going to work. So Cameron, Nate, and myself each have a piece of paper in front of us. And we, I have a jar here that I'm going to draw names out of. 
and by names I mean classes so I've got class A girls class A boys class B girls class B boys and each time we pull it out on our sheet of paper we're going to write down who we think is going to win as an individual and who we think is going to win as a team is that pretty easy you guys understand the rules yeah sweet all right so here we go I'm going to reach in and pull out class A girls. So go ahead, write down your shoot. Who do you think is winning the class A girls as an individual and who is winning as a team? And there's probably going to be a lot of awkward time here, so I'll probably cut some of it. All right. Got to check. Are you guys locked in? I'm locked in. Yeah. I hope my poor spelling doesn't out me. (laughs) All right. Hold them up to the camera. Three, two, one, go. Oh, wow. Wow. My my camera's like inverted. (laughs) Yeah. No, but to us, it looks good. Okay. Wow. So we all three have the exact same individual winner and the exact same team title. Eleni Lovgren from Williston winning the individual title. And we all have Williston winning the girls team title now if you were looking at the class a poll the most recent one that came out on october 13th williston is the favorite they're ranked number one heading into state as a team but elaine lovegren's actually ranked second behind bale weigel of bismarck so gentlemen taking the the number two over the first ranked runner what's up i'll go go ahead cameron well i was just gonna say uh i think I think Williston for the team title is is a pretty 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 good bet. They've been up at the top pretty much the whole season, um, and I mean Red River had a great performance. They're the number two ranked team right now. They had a great performance at EDC, um, but I just I just don't know if it's it's going to be enough. So from my perspective, it's you know you have Elaney going for the the team title and. Uh, that's just going to spur her on to, to get the individual as well. You know, there's something special about that. Um, that's kind of why I went with, with those picks. And she's obviously showed us she's up for the task being the number one ranked runner uh, at certain points throughout the season. Uh, that being said, Bayla Weigel could do the exact same thing. Bismarck high uh, ranked third right now in the state, but um, has shown some really good team results. And I think last episode, Ryan, uh, with our, like a region recap, uh, I'm, I may have mentioned that one of their higher ranked runners just had a bit of an off day. I believe that was for Bismarck High. I don't remember exactly who. So uh, maybe they're a bit better of a team than their ranking shows. And I, honestly, I'm disappointed in myself for betting against Bismarck High now. Uh, <laughs> after losing so much to them in high school, uh, I, I don't know. But would love would would love to see uh, a Williston individual and a Williston team uh, victory. Nate, what are your thoughts? Um, you know, I'm I'm torn between two different lines of thinking. Like you you want to see consistency over a long period of time, but you also want to see people that are putting it together at the right time. So like, Eleni has been. Um, standing out all season um, until the WDA meet. She hadn't taken worse than first place in a meet in the state of North Dakota, as far as I'm aware. And Bela Weigel took 
when they went head to head at the Becky Wells Invitational, she took second um, to Eleni Lovgren. So um, consistency would say that Lovgren has shown over all season that she's better. But then for Weigel to go ahead and beat her at WDA, you know, championship racing is different. And so I'm really torn. And so I'm going to I'm going to go on the side of consistency here. And also Lovgren was my preseason favorite. So I just want to I want to stick with that. So at the end of the season, I can be like, see, I was right. <laughs> now, a couple things, I guess I'll share mine first. I also chose Eleni just because I just think it's going to be kind of like the the perfect ending senior winning wins the individual title wins the team title and we've seen both runners uh Bela Weigel and Eleni Lovgren really show up this season uh Jalen Ogle is going to come into the meet with the third best ranking uh and the third best time this season quite a bit slower Bela Weigel's best time on the season is 1827 Eleni Lovgren's is 1829 and then Jalen Ogle drops back a little bit to 1852 um, the highest ranked runner in the East is Jocelyn Schiller. Uh, she ended up winning the EDC individual title. And like Cam mentioned, helped Red River women have a great meet at the EDC meet. So keep an eye on her. The last thing that I have to point out, and if you guys have anything else on this team race or this individual race, let me know. But Cam last episode mentioned how Minot kind of came out of nowhere. They weren't ranked. And all of a sudden they took, they take third at the region meet, Cam. Is that what we said? Or do they take second? I do not have it pulled up, and my memory does not serve me very well right now. Either way, um, they, they did really well as a team compared to what they were supposed to do. And coming into this last poll, they snuck into the top five teams. So they're ranked fourth. So keep an eye out for them because they might make something happen despite not having an individual runner ranked in the top ten. So I do want to add, you mentioned uh, Jocelyn Schiller from the East. Um, I just want to throw in an interesting tidbit that I was DM'd on Twitter about her. Um, Joined cross country the night before the season started and has qualified in the 200, 400, 4x2, 4x4, 4x8, and runs the 100 previously in track. And so this is like a sprinter converted distance runner. And so are we just seeing the tip of the iceberg? Oh, I don't know. Man, that's a really crazy statistic. The last, that doesn't happen very often. That does not happen very oh. often. And right away, the first name that pops into my head, Laura Raisler. So I might be too early to make any big comparisons there, but that's a cool tidbit and a cool fact. I got, yeah, I got one last thing to say for the class A girls. Um, we may have had a very large oversight here. Bismarck high has three girls ranked in the top 10 right now. How do, how do they have three individuals ranked in the top 10, but they're only the third ranked team in the state. Um, I don't know. I just thought that that was a little interesting. So uh, basically what I'm saying is I don't think, you I don't think I have any clue what's going on. And that's why they run the race, man. You know, rankings think, mean nothing. I think it's because at WDA, their fifth runner was 44th place in 2136, whereas Williston's fifth runner was a whole minute ahead in 19th place. And, you know, in a big meet, 
minute can be 40, 50 places. For sure. And I, yeah. Yeah. If you want me, yeah. Cam, we can, we can scrap what we've said so far and restart the episode. So you can choose Bismarck. <laughs> no, no. I, if people can, uh, let's leave it. Cause that's how we do things uncut unedited. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was, I was, Bismarck's, I was Bismarck's just going to prove us wrong. They're just going to make I us was, look like idiots. I was never going to go back and redo it. We had some good banter there. So I'm going to really <laughs> emphatically tear off this piece of paper into the microphone. Wow. Aggressive. And uh, we're going to move on to the next one. Let's reach into the jar here. Class B boys. All right. So same thing. I'll give you a little bit of time. Write your pick on the piece of paper. E-boys. Love it. This one's harder for me. Yeah, I need I need just like <laughs> I just need a minute. That's fine. While we're writing our picks, I'll just kind of fill in the time here. We have two regions in class B, the West region, which was ran two weekends ago or last weekend, two weekends ago, and when you're listening to this, with all of the rest of the region meets with the class A meets um, individual winner on that side was Ian Bush of Beulah East region was ran this weekend. Ethan Schaefer of kindred came out as the champion on the East region. So things to keep in mind here while Nate and Cam and myself are writing down our individual winner and our team winner. Which one's harder for you guys, individual or the team? Team. Team, for sure. See, I'm the other way around. Whoa. Whoa. Is this? Let me know when you boys are locked One, in. Something, something kind of interesting about, like, the final cross-country poll here is i mean with when the east region meet is for class b it was released I don't know, before just, that yeah the lat the final poll is before that so just kind of a interesting interesting thing i'm i'm good i'm ready i'm locked in i'm ready all right three two one let's see them Ooh. okay so we've got a little bit different, and I can't see my camera, so I hope I'm holding it up. But I have Colt Spotted Bear as the individual champion and Bowman as the team champion. Nate has Ian Bush. Cam also has Ian Bush as the individual champion, but they differ. Cam has Kindred taken at home, while Nate has Bowman County. So Cam and Nate agree on the individual, while Nate and I agree on the team. To, to be quite honest, guys, I was hoping – for the Bowman Magic. If you remember last year's state meet, Brian Miller, who I believe was ranked 10th coming into the state meet, ended up with the individual title. And it was just like, it was magical. And so I almost wanted to go out on a limb and choose Austin Warner of Bowman County, who's been kind of bouncing around that three, four spot all season. But I ended up going with a different underdog, according to the polls. I've got Colt Spotted Bear. And while he's maybe been second all season, ranked behind Ian Bush, there's something about Newtown that you just can't count out. And if I wasn't going to choose Newtown as the team champion, I felt like I had to give him a little bit of credit somewhere else. So that's why I am going with Cold Spotted Bear 
as my individual champion. He's finally going to get the dub over Ian Bush. Um, I like it. So I like it. I guess um, for, for me, I haven't seen I haven't seen Ian Bush lose to a Class B runner this season. And on that fact alone, I don't think I can vote for anybody else in good conscience. I, from the results, it looks like Colt Spotted Bear gave him a run for his money. I saw some pictures from the race. It looks like those two were running separated from the field. I mean, obviously he went for it. It's just really hard to vote against somebody that hasn't lost to anybody in his entire division. Um, But I really struggled with the team one because when I saw the results from the West region, I saw what Newtown put together. I was just blown away because last year, um, I don't even think they had much of a team. I, I know that COVID was a big deal um, in MHA Nation in general. Like I, I taught in White Shield, and so I still like see what people post from there. And I know that they, they kind of took COVID protocols a little more seriously there and like the surrounding areas. And so some of the teams weren't playing and running, doing whatever as much and so to see them put five runners what was their fifth runner one two three four their fifth runner was 1812 and bowman county's fifth runner was 1745 at west region i mean that's close that's close but i'm gonna pick bowman county because they have a really solid top four i'm a little worried about the fact that their five is a seventh grader that obviously would have never run at a state meet before like you, you, you really always have to wonder young kids at state meets because the state meet is just a different beast. And so I was super tempted to pick Newtown to pull the upset, but I got to go with Bowman County because they seem pretty loaded up on top compared to every other class B team in the state. We know a couple of pretty stellar runners that have come out from Bowman, uh, Bowman County. And, you know, they've shown, like you mentioned uh, with last year across the, the Bowman, the Bowman boys know how to ball out at state for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with Nate, uh, Ian Bush can't vote against him. He is, he's not lost, uh, to another class B runner all season. Uh, he's just been running r- real good times as well. Um, and when you, when you've been running faster than everybody and you've had to lead or run from the front most of the season, uh, you come into a state meet and you just kind of expect more of the same. Uh, so, you know, I'll look him to look for him to take command from from the beginning. A little bit of bias, eastern eastern part of the state bias on my part, uh, going for Kindred for the for the state title. Uh, but they are on a roll right now. Uh, just won their first team title uh, in school history in cross country, and they just have a a lethal one, two right now, Cole Campbell, Ethan Schaefer, uh, Ethan Schaefer, obviously coming off that, uh, East region, uh, win, um, you know, with the exception of Bowman, uh, Kindred is the only other school with two, two guys ranked in the top 10 and all season, those guys have been ranked, uh, Cole and Ethan have been ranked, uh, right next to each other. Currently they're six and seven, uh, and, you know, just they they want it. They're hungry. They've tasted a bit of bit of success. So uh, I'm going for for a big upset um, and a win win for the East. 
Hey, Cameron, I got a question for you. Um, that Cooperstown course that they ran their meet, region meet on, have you seen that course? I've actually never been there. What's Is it flat? I have not been there. I have not been there. The only thing I know about that course, and I don't know if this is the case at the region meet or it just at like the regular season meet, is as soon as you finish, they hand you a massive cookie. But I don't know anything about the course, so... Hold on, because you, you, you kind of cut out there a little bit. You said when they finish, they hand you a massive cookie. Yes. Wow. Where because, where can I sign uh, up? <laughs> oh, I I would love a giant cookie. You know, did you ever um, go to that cross country meet that they had in Fargo, in between EDC and State, where they'd like the lowest combined score between men's and women's um, would get like a cake. I think it was like the Andrew Carlson distance challenge or something like that. Yes. The ACDC. Yeah. We, we went like once or twice. And then my coach was like, uh, we're not going to this meet right before state where it's a shorter race too. It's like, it's not even a, I think the guys run 4k and the girls ran 3k back when I was in high school. So it's just kind of a, I don't know. I can I can understand getting sick and just losing to West Fargo every year. Like I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys know uh, that right away they had accidentally called the meet the Andrew Carlson Memorial, even though he was only like <laughs> thirty-two years old and quite alive. <laughs> that was always the joke with like, yeah, Andrew would always say, like, every time I show up to this meet. Cause he would go to like be the starter or hand out awards or whatever. Say so people just come up to me and be like, Oh, I thought you were dead. <laughs> or they just like, don't realize that it's, that it's him. You know? So funny. Uh, so the last tidbit that I have on class B boys before we move on is cold spotted bear, according to athletic.net does have the fastest time on the season at 1602. Granted, that took place at the Skyhawk Invitational. I have no idea where that is, no idea what the course is like, but he does have the fastest time coming into the state meet. So keep that in mind. All right. It'll be it'll be a good one. All right, boys. Emphatically going to rip off the piece of paper again. Let's hear it. Ooh, that was a good one. Okay. So we are moving on to, let's see, draw the last one. Second to last one. Class B girls. Oh, boy. Nate, this is the one you were really looking forward to. The, yeah. And I'm going to choose a different marker because mine's dying. You guys so, might just need to let me go on this for a while. I would, I would love to. That's why we have you here. <laughs> so while we're putting in our answers here, we know Bryn Hansen won on the – Class B side, the eighth grader from Delax, Burlington, Lewis, and Clark. The East region was Lynn. run Brooklyn Barsh. Yeah, I'm ready. I just need. Oh gosh. Okay, I'm ready too. Cam locked in. Yeah. Here we go. Three, two, one. Ooh. Okay. So, and we've got a couple. Different. Nate and I on the here. same the same wavelength here. Nate and Cam going with Mostly. Bryn Hansen for the win. Cam, who is your team winner? You took it down a little too quick for me to see it. Yeah, I I had rugby. Um, 
I feel like we've just talked a lot about um, the strength of rugby in in track and and in cross country. Pretty pretty boring pick, I guess you could say. Uh, the number going with the number one ranked team, but uh, I just really like the strength of of two runners in the top ten. The only only school uh, with two runners ranked in the top ten right now, and just like Kindred, uh, they're ranked right next to each other. Uh, Amelia Shepard and Brooklyn Barch, the uh, East Region champ, uh, six seven in the state rankings right now. Uh, so, uh, you just got to root for somebody who's kind of on hitting hot streak right at the right time. Uh, and so I think, I think rugby, rugby will do it. Uh, not to, I mean, rugby did get third as a team at the East region meet kindred won on the girls side, their first, uh, championship, uh, there, uh, and Hillsborough central Valley was second. So, the point spread was 72 for Kindred, 84 for Hillsborough Central Valley, and 89 for rugby. Um, so uh, we've mentioned this a little bit earlier in the pod, but I mean, once you get in state, a lot, twice as many runners there. Um, so those four, you know, three, four, five runners uh, could get pushed quite a bit back. And I think rugby will be able to elevate a little bit off the strength of their their high placing one and two runners so nate you said you wanted to go off go off (laughs) i i don't want to monologue for too long but for the second year in a row class b girls is just like this anomaly to me like i don't i don't understand it last year (laughs) the top five like would go back and forth and beat each other all season and then um and then Peyton Get from Kindred ended up winning, but then she wasn't anywhere near the front at state track and then takes fifth at the region meet as the defending state champion here at the East region meet. And so like, usually it's easy to just be like, Oh, you can go with the defending champion. Um, but I mean, if you look at the East region results, I mean, look, look at the times in the front here, 1943, 1951, 51, 52, 54, 55, I mean, this is anybody's game just from the East region. Um, I wasn't able to pick a team because I just, I couldn't, Um, you know, rugby is two-time state defending champion and they are underperforming. I mean, Amelia Shepard, who's ranked in the top 10, took 23rd at the region meet. I mean, Mm -hmm. so, you know, they got, they got beat fairly handily. I mean, 17 points is actually quite a bit. I mean, that's three places for every runner. Um, and I guess to talk about the West region, Bryn Hansen was my preseason pick. And the only reason I did that was because she was the defending 3,200 state champion and she was really young. That's all I had to go off of it. And so far this season, um, let me, let me look here. She's, she's only lost once to in-state competition for class B. And that was, let me pull it up here. At the Skyhawk Invitational hosted by Shiloh, she lost to Hannah Weston from Shiloh, who is also Class B, but that was a month ago. Now at the region meet, those two dueled it out again, and Bryn Hansen got the better of her and won. And so I'm going to pick her because um, she's currently ranked number one. She's beaten all of her Class B competition, including the only other Class B curl that's beaten her. Um, team 
I have I have no idea. I don't even I don't even know where I'd begin to start making a pick. I guess you have to go with uh Kindred because the East is stronger than the West and they won the East region. So yeah. So for me, I picked Jenna. Same thing. I don't know a ton about the Class B girls. I do know that she had a pretty good track season last year. So I was going off of that. She's also been ranked pretty well in the poll all season. Um, I had not looked at the East region results. So I did not see that she had taken 37th. But going back and looking at all of her other races, I mean, she won the Northwood Invitational earlier this year, took third at the Central Cast uh, Cross Country Invitational, fifth at the RM Stout Invitational, second at the MPCG Cross Country Invite. So she's been consistently running well all season. And so just one little blip in the road. I'm not too concerned. I'm going to put my money behind her um, and a little bit older than some of the other top ranked runners as well. As a team, I took Mayport CG. Um, they're ranked second Ooh. in the most current poll. What's interesting, though, is they do not have a runner in the top 10. So maybe a bit of a gamble on this pick, but that's who I'm going with. Yeah. I mean, Nate, you, you're so right. Uh, you know, as we were talking, you know, I was kind of digging into the East region girls results a little bit more and it is all over the place. Rugby and Mayport, the one, two teams in the, in the latest poll third and fourth at the East region. Um, you know, it really, who, who knows? I mean, it, it really is kind of interesting uh, because the East region was run, you know, after that last poll came out. Uh, so Tatum Mayus uh, from Mayport CG fourth at the region meet, but not in the top 10 uh, state rankings. So if the final poll had come out, you know, a week, a week later, uh, I would assume you'd probably see her in there. Um, but yeah, it'll be, you think? Do you think uh, this will be the most exciting team race between the four this weekend? I think that the Class B girls is, for me, going to be the most exciting individual and team because it's just, for me, the hardest one to really get a good handle on. Like I, I feel like it's the, the most unpredictable, or I should say the least predictable race out of all of them, which makes it more exciting. Yeah. And I mean, just another note on the, the finishing times from the East region, uh, second, 1951, third, 1951, fourth, 1952, fifth, 1955, uh, and five athletes within four seconds of each other. Uh, so on any given day, who, who knows, who knows how it'll finish. So, mm -hmm. and then another name too, that we haven't just, we've just briefly mentioned it, but Hannah Weston of Shiloh in the second to last coaches poll was ranked number one before that West region meet. And so she's probably one to keep an eye on too out of Shiloh. So any other thoughts on this race? We know that this one is one of the more convoluted ones that could go any which direction, but any last insight? I got it all out. <laughs> you got it off your chest? <laughs> yep. All right, then. Well, we got one more emphatic paper rip, and then we are on to our last division, the Class A 
boys. So let's give you guys a moment and myself a moment to write down your predictions for the Class A boys individual champion and the Class A team title. Now a little background here as we put in our answers. The WDA, the western side of the state at the Class A level, was won by Ivan Askham of Williston. Williston also won the team title out west. And on the east side, the senior from Red River, Hunter McHenry, won the EDC title. And Red River won as a team, winning their fifth title in the past seven years on the eastern side of the state. So things to keep in mind here. This one also could go in any different direction. So I'm going to quit talking so I can write down my answer. (laughs) As we're getting to the last one, how do you guys feel? Is this one harder or easier than some of the other ones? I feel like I have the most opinions about this one. Uh, Just because I have the most uh, connections still in the Class A boys. So I think I put the most pressure on myself to get this one right. I'll say that. All right. How are you guys doing? You ready? I'm ready. Yes, sir. All right. Three, two, one. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. All right. Nate, you and I, man. This is this is bad television. We should have we should have thought of we should have been more more adventurous in our picks so we could add more to talk about. Ryan, respect to you, uh, but also not respect because you're just a homer. Dude, tell us what you had. Okay, so for those that are listening to the podcast and not watching the video, when we held up our sheets, Nate and Cam both have Aiden Johnson of West Fargo, Cheyenne winning the individual title and Williston winning the team title. I'm sticking to my guns east side of the state. Hunter McHenry and Red River are going to win big. They're going to come away. Now, when we did our cross-country preview, and maybe it wasn't even a preview, but like a couple weeks into the season, Nate, I'm a little disappointed because back then you told me that you thought Red River was going to win the team title, and we both made the bold prediction that this was going to be the first time, and you know the number of years. I want to say like 17, but maybe it's longer an east side team has won the race and so i'm sticking with my guns red river looked good at the edc meet but what's crazy is that's not their best i know that they've been dealing with a couple of injuries we know that a couple guys just didn't race exactly how they wanted to race so i'm feeling really good about red river showing up to the state meet and balling out for the east side putting the team on their back do it for my city and not even for my city do it for my region okay (laughs) Now, individual-wise, Hunter McHenry looked fabulous on a course that did not look so fabulous. Valley City was muddy, it was cold, it was wet, and everybody else looked human. Hunter McHenry looked a little superhuman. So he ran away from Aiden Johnson, and sometimes it's just about what you can do the last two weeks of the season, and I think he's on a tear. And so I'm putting my full vote of confidence behind Red River and Hunter McHenry. Homer or not, that's who I'm going with. Prove me wrong. Uh, that's great. I, I do think, Ryan, that if course you know, conditions are less favorable, uh, that does play to the strengths of guys like uh, Hunter McHenry uh, and some of the other guys who maybe don't have 
the same track PRs as some of these other studs. Um, we saw it a little bit uh, like last fall. I don't think we really knew, but uh, Quinn Rail got 11th at track or at a, in cross country last year uh, and then was compared to his state cross performance, uh, nowhere to be seen during the track season. Uh, not that he had a bad track season because he had a good one, but um, uh, we got some some guys, you know, I'm thinking like, like Aiden Johnson and Owen Sondag who are just – uh, were lights out this last track season. Um, so, I mean, we see Aiden, he's been running well during cross, uh, but you saw him, you know, kind of falter a little in the, in the mud and the rain uh, and maybe not have his number one day. Um, and then, like I mentioned, Owen Sondag, um, you know, he's a, a low nine minute, two miler. Uh, and we've, we've only barely seen him crack the top 10. Uh, so uh, cross country is a different beast. It takes a different skill set, and uh, it's cool to see uh, different names mixing it up. Uh, just uh, goes to show how deep uh, and talented North Dakota is uh, in cross country. So, yeah. All that being said, uh, Aiden Johnson is still my pick. Um, he is young. He's still only a sophomore, but but he might very well be one of the most experienced uh, distance racers in the field. Uh, I remember running the firecracker 5k in Graham Forks uh, when I was you know, out of high school in college uh, and Aiden Johnson was there, uh, you know, not even 10 years old. I don't think at, at the time, no, yeah, you wouldn't have been uh, and racing. So uh my vote goes for experience, uh, especially in these championship races. And, um, you know, and so you're going to take the experience of the firecracker 5k and, and that. well, that's just the start. That's, <laughs> that's just where it started. Ryan, uh, Aiden has been running much more competitive races than just the grand forks firecracker 5k, uh, for, for many, many years. Uh, so that's, yeah. that among other things is why he's my pick to be the individual champion. Uh, yeah. For Willison, for the team, um, currently two guys ranked in the top 10, uh, Finn Krenz and Ivan Askham. Uh, but we've also seen Ethan Moe ranked up there in the top 10 throughout the season. That's three guys they have ranked in the top 10. Um, so a solid, solid team. We've seen them run so well all season. Um, you just, you know. I, I just can't can't vote against them when you when you have, you know, the WDA champ and you have the reigning 800 meter state in Ethan Moe, as well as uh, the rest of the team. You know, that is that is some championship experience that I uh, will not be voting against. Yes. And to go back, Aiden Johnson, it's been fun to watch him this season really put a great Great body of work together. And then, yeah, Ivan asked him. I think that's a name that you can't overlook. Williston is definitely in the hunt for that team title, and he's a big reason because of it. And we'll see if he can do the impossible. And actually, not even that impossible because heading into this meet, he has the best Class A time in the season, 1538. That is spicy. Did that October 2nd at the Custer County Invitational. So not, not even all that long ago, the WDA champ. 
So we'll see what Ivan Askham can do. But Nate, what's your take on this one? So um, EDC, what, what's your guess uh, the time for Red River's fifth runner? I looked at it and it's like 17, I don't know, enlighten me. 1724 on a very flat Lincoln uh, course in Grand Forks. And what was Williston's fifth runner's time at WDA on an also um, on a Heart River golf course? I've actually never been there. Is that a fairly flat course? I think State was there, what, like five or six years ago? Yeah, that's in Dickinson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty like pretty a standard like golf course course, I think, from my memory. So Williston's fifth runner on that course was 1707. So um, 17 seconds faster than Red River's number five. And I I just think Williston has been putting down all season. They are they are the number one. They're not to be messed with. And I think that we have to take them at their word for that. Um, I I really struggled on the individual side. I think it's going to be either Aiden Johnson, Hunter McHenry, or Ivan Askham. I, I would be very surprised if it was anybody else because those three have been routinely one or two everywhere they go in the state going back and forth. You know, Aiden Johnson beat Ivan Askham. Ivan Askham has the fastest time in the state. Hunter McHenry beat Aiden Johnson at EDC, but Aiden Johnson has beaten Hunter McHenry. It's basically a fool's game trying to decide who is actually going to be at the top at state. So um, I... I don't know. I picked Aiden Johnson just because that's what my intuition says. I don't have any data to back it up. The data really probably says Ivan Askham would win, but it's just my tuition, my intuition. Yeah, no. And that is really good. I'm actually really surprised. None of you chose AJ Ash, the guy that came out of nowhere, took fourth of the WDA meet and now is ranked seventh in the latest (laughs) poll. So absolute sleeper pick. Like, do we, do we know who this guy is? Did anybody find out who this guy is? I, to be honest, I didn't look. Should we do a quick Instagram search? Go for it. Yeah. Doesn't even show up. So, so just he, a- here's an interesting question for you. Uh, better fan attendance, class B state meet or class A state meet? Go. Because class A state meets on a Saturday where more people are going to be able to come with time off, but Friday – Class B events usually are better attended because more people come from the small towns. So what do you think? Man. I'll say class class B. I'm going to say class A because I know I cannot make the class B meet, but I will get the (laughs) class A. I'm going to be the the deciding factor. It's going to be only one person different, and it's going to be me. So... Uh, (laughs) Uh, oh man so all right going back to aj ash i found his uh some of his stats from track season respectable some respectable times you know sub five in the 1600 213 in the eight um i i cannot find any cross country times though I'm not very good at navigating athletic.net. 
Didn't you guys yeah, just talk on a recent episode about how difficult it is to just find good quality results? Yes. Yeah, it's so there's so many different databases. And at least once you get to college, you know, everything is submitted through TFERS. But oh, man, it's hard until it's then so hard. It is tough. Yeah. But gentlemen, I think we are pretty much done with this episode, unless there's any last minute prop bets that you want to throw out. I think I've I think uh, I've said all I need to say. I don't think I have any more predicting power within me. All right. What's then. the over under on a team on team number of teams wearing a retro or a different uniform than they did for the regular season? Mm, I don't I don't see that happening much in class B and I don't know how many class A school. I'm going to go I'm going to go one. Mm, just one. Yeah, I feel like Bismarck Century always did it. They always had like a throwback. And I know Red River has done it in recent years. Last year, they they pulled on some pretty wild red and black checkered shorts, which I really liked. But all right, I think that's a again, not a great, not a great bet. Well, tell you what, if, I'm sorry. You, if you are your team are listening to this and you want to give us a little sneak peek of your jersey, make sure you send it to us. We'll get it up on our story <laughs> and make sure to hype you guys up. Class B races, like we mentioned, are on Friday, October 22nd. Class B girls will race at 3 p.m. and the Class B boys will race at 3.45 p.m. On Saturday, the October 23rd, Class A girls will run at 2 p.m. and the Class A boys will run at 2.45 p.m. So... Make sure that you are taking care of yourself, doing all the good things so you can race and ball out on Friday and Saturday. We are super excited for you guys. And that's everything that we have here. Check us out next week as we recap the state meet. Hopefully get a couple guests on. But otherwise, thanks so much for listening to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. We appreciate your support. Make sure you follow us on social media. Give us a like, give us a shout out, tell your friends about us. And until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>